Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of Military Child and Life. I don't like to pick favorite guests, but I want to say I'm here with, back with one of my favorite guests. <laughs> so, Shelby, welcome to the back to the podcast. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. It is. Um, it's a Monday for sure. Yeah. It's hey, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, crazy couple of months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you can pick the favorites. It's fine. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly fine with you saying that. You know, besides for the fact that you're wearing a Georgia t-shirt, like, I think it's Go pretty dogs. fair. <laughs> and that we roll tide on this podcast. So Roll nothing. <laughs> roll nothing, Gracie. <laughs> I saw that when I... So Shelby posted college football just started. We're recording this on Labor Day. Shelby posted on her stories. Um, do you watch college football? What teams do you root for, et cetera? And so, of course, me being me, I went on there and I said, roll tide, you know, University of Alabama. And her options were like her. The question was, do you you know, what do you do? Do you roll tide or roll nothing? I was like, roll nothing. What is that? <laughs> we roll tide. That's it. And did you see the results of like <laughs> I did. how many people we roll need to nothing start and there rolling was, like, tide? Two, two people you included <laughs> that actually said roll tide. We need to start roll tide. We need to roll roll tide. Not on time. my Instagram. I that mean, needs to be the new viral trend. Look, I can get off this podcast right now. <laughs> you won't <laughs> I won't but I'm not gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness but anyways um roll tide but <laughs> give us an update so many things have happened and if you don't follow Shelby on her Instagram <laughs> and listen to her podcast then you are missing out which speaking of podcast we got one woo! going yeah so give us an update Oh, Lord. Um, well, I think since the last time we talked, there was possibility of moving, but it's not happening. And then there was, I'm not going to work until my kids go to school and I'm literally back to work. Um, we were discussing, I was getting your advice on like podcasting. Yeah. And that, that actually did. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess. So we had actually had a thought about moving. Um, my husband found out he was on like the vulnerable movers list for overseas stuff. And we were putting all of them on our list, like hoping like anytime now we could like go and adventure in another country. And my husband was talking to some of his leadership about going to OTS, which is officer training school. And they were like, don't leave as much as you'd want to leave. Do not leave. Um, if you go overseas, you have to wait, like, I think it's like two years before you can go to OTS and do your officer training. 
And, and if you move stateside, I think it's like six months to a year. Like you have to promise that you're going to work at these bases. But if we were here and he got to OTS, there's no waiting. Like we've already served our time here. So we're like, we really want that officer pay. Yeah. We want the officer experience. We want him to do what he wants to do. Not the we pay. We really want the officer pay. <laughs> That's um, the secret that nobody needs to know. I need more candle budgets. Okay, guys. <laughs> so, um, so we took all the um, overseas stuff off the list so that we wouldn't be randomly drafted for it um, or picked for it to PCS and things. So we got stuck here in Delaware a little bit longer, which is fine. Um, you had a really awesome, like, little road trip of whole New England, though. So we there's, did. Like, there's some really cool things to do up we in did. that area. We we were supposed to go to Disney that week. Um, and just, like, things happen, schedule conflicts and stuff. But we had already taken, or at least my husband already taken, taken the week off. So we asked our in, my in-laws, his parents, like, hey, we already all had the days off. Do y'all want to just come up here and keep the kids and like we leave? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we um it was like seven states in seven days. Um, we did New York City um for two days, then went to Rhode Island and Connecticut in the same day because they're tiny enough to do that. Right. We did Maine. No, sorry, we went to Boston. Um, and then we went to Maine. Um we were supposed to do the national park up there, but it was raining. Mm. We got there and a lot of the trails that they have are very like rocky and slopes and my clumsy self would fall off the mountain. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> so, do that. No. So we just stayed in Portland, um, which is fine because I got Maine lobster and that was mm. worth every, every the bite, best. every, every penny. Because uh, it ain't cheap. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, we did... Vermont and New Hampshire, there wasn't a lot that we really wanted to like go do, um, except for the Ben and Jerry's factory, but it was closed the day that we were there. I know it sucked. We're going to have to go back. Yeah. But we did something in each state both days. And then we ended up adding Niagara Falls at the end. And so we went back to New York. We, We drove to Syracuse, stayed the night, and then went to Niagara Falls the next morning and literally like experience the American side of the falls. And I get this question all the time. Well, why didn't you go to Canadian side? Well, look, you're not in the military. You don't understand the paperwork that they (laughs) fill out to literally cross the border, um, even to Canada. Yeah. (laughs) So we didn't prepare to go to Canada. So he didn't have the briefings. He didn't ask to go to another country. And I also don't have a passport yet. So next time. I will say the new passports are super, super cool. I just got mine in the mail and literally the, it's not all paper. The actual like ID portion of the passport is a card. It's plastic. Oh, so wow. it's really, really cool. And there's like engravings and all this kind of stuff. Like it is an upgrade from the original. I do. Like, last Our family is talking about next Christmas. So like by next August, every one of Pret's sisters and like everybody in our family is going to be over the age of 21. So they were talking about like going somewhere for my youngest sister-in-law's birthday, but then we all decided maybe a Christmas getaway because 
Um, I teach now and two of my sister-in-laws are teachers. So getting off is a little bit harder. So we're like, what about a big Christmas trip next year? And they're either talking about Vegas, um, which Lord help us, um, (laughs) or like an all-exclusive resort in Mexico. So I do want to get my passport soon. That's like one of my, I need to buy because it's expensive. Um, Yeah. One of my big girl paychecks. Um, (laughs) And just to have, because Brett and I have been talking about doing like space A and just like going to Germany for the weekend or something like that. And, um, which if people don't know what space A is, it's literally just getting on one of the military planes if they have room and journeying to somewhere else. If they have room, they'll let you on. If they don't, they say, sorry, wait for the next one. Sorry, go home. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And so I, I know I need one. Um, and then the kids, we haven't gotten them one because we don't know when they'll need one. And they, those expire a lot faster than adult ones because they change frequently. So like I'm waiting. So I told them, I was like, look, if we're going to Mexico, I need to know because I need to give them a passport too. Yeah. Um, But that's good to know. Yeah. We, we'll have that next year. And then I think we're trying We've been thinking about it. My spring break this year, um, going down maybe to Tennessee and just telling all of our friends and family, look, we'll be here at this location for a week. Come if you want. Don't come. I don't care. Like we're going to be <laughs> family in it out and yeah, just trying to get away. So we'll have, we're trying to do like one or two vacations a year um, because, you know, we can. <laughs> right. And your schedule kind of makes it easier because. When the kids aren't, well, they're not really in school, but <laughs> when the kids <laughs> won't be in school, when they aren't old enough to get in yeah. school, it'll be, it'll be that, nice. Same schedule. Yeah. Like for Thanksgiving break, if we wanted to go somewhere, summers, yeah. spring break, Christmas break, um, like this, I had a four day weekend this weekend. Um, so like school for us doesn't start till tomorrow. Tomorrow's the first day of school here which is crazy to me because Georgia started like the very first of August. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I had been panicking all summer about like this delayed start because like my head is like, you're supposed to already been in the classroom in July when I normally start my old classrooms. And, and it's just, mm. um, yeah. so we start the day after Labor Day. Um, but the last two weeks I've had new teacher orientation. I've done, um, all the pre-planning prep, trying to get ready for this cup coming week, trying to get my classroom ready. And, but yeah, but like, we'll have, we'll have some good breaks and things. And I mean, now Monday through Friday are kind of like a, a shot in the dark because I'm going to be too exhausted to go do anything. Except for this Friday, we have the air force ball, which I got oh. <laughs> Rush home. Those are always fun. Get ready and literally <laughs> leave because yeah. I get home probably the latest around five and the ball starts at six. Oh, so in an hour. Yeah. Um, if that. So I'm trying to like get all of my stuff I need to for the next week done earlier so that like I can actually leave at like four something and then come home, see the kids because we're literally going to see the kids and leave. Yeah. Um, and not just have to like rush everywhere, but yeah. My goodness. <laughs> so much happening in your household. It is. We At have least a, there are no moving boxes. 
No. Well, there were tons of boxes for the classroom that sat in my, <laughs> my freaking garage for all of summer. And if you can see in my laundry room right now, <laughs> I had a crap ton of Amazon boxes because my teacher list was cleared. Which and- that is incredible. <laughs> so incredible. Oh, so they're the former CEO of T-Mobile, which is John. I don't know how to say his last name, but, um, and I don't want to butcher it because it's <laughs> amazing. Um, but he did this huge thing where he wanted to clear teacher's wish list um, up to a thousand dollars. So like the max he would spend was a thousand, which I understand that's a lot of mm-hmm. money and lists to clear, but all he asked is for you to like comment on his posts on Facebook and Instagram. So I would comment on it and I would put my link in there. And then one day he posted the winners and my name was on there. And sure enough, everything on my list was cleared out minus one thing that was out of stock. Wow. But it was okay. Um, so I'm literally getting Amazon packages every single day of just everything. And it is fantastic because like, I'm so giddy about having to go to like school tomorrow and unload all these boxes. Yeah. Which is going to take a lot, especially it being on the first day of school. And, but at yeah. least you're happy about it. You're excited. I am. You got the motivation to do it. Hopefully sure. it's there in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me again. Um, like this time tomorrow, how much more motivation I have. <laughs> Zero. That's it. We, this has been probably the most chaotic start to a school year (sighs) ever. Yeah. So um, I mentioned that I wasn't planning to go back to work, but military life scared me into it. Um, Knowing that we weren't going to move and we'd be at least here for a minimum or max, yeah, minimum of at least two years based on when my husband applies for OTS and if he gets in and when he gets in. And the talk about the government shutdowns and when the government shut down, the military does not get paid. Like you have to survive on whatever you have left. And that kind of like scared the crap out of me knowing that, yeah, it could last a little bit. It could last six months. Who knows? And I just started thinking of like the way the places that we're struggling now and what we'd struggle with then. And I'm like, okay, well, let me look at what is the starting salary for a teacher right now? Like I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I have at least four years of experience. So I looked on the pay bracket and I was making three times the amount of my husband. Which blows my mind. You've told me this. (laughs) I don't know how many times now, and it still blows my mind. Yeah. And like what I told him, because the way the teacher salary works is we have a salary pay. And this is where a lot of people, I get so mad at people that say this is like, well, you get paid through the summer and you don't do anything. Okay. But let me tell you, we're contracted 190 days in those 190 days. We are contracted eight hours a day to work, but we, I get my, I'm not even supposed to be at my school until like eight 20. I get there at seven. My day is supposed to be over at three 55. I don't always leave until 345. Yeah. So I'm working more than I'm getting paid. I'm working on the weekends. I work like a lot more. And it's so I have those 190 days and we get salary for just those days. But what they do to be nice to us is they take our salary and divide it by 12. So we can be paid every month and not 
not be paid during certain months or be paid less because we're in school less like in December, um, spring break in April and things like that. Right. It's fantastic. So yes, it is crazy to think that I am making triple my husband's salary, which he just made staff. So in like March or April, when he sews on, I'll be probably making like two times the amount of his money, but, but still, I'll still be making more. I mean, I don't want to like discredit teachers because there's so much going on with teachers and teacher salaries and teachers are underpaid like crazy now, but like our military, like, yeah. come on, you would think, but no, yeah. no, yeah, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. Like I. I'm sorry. I think Will's like throwing his furniture upstairs. <laughs> um, I just keep hearing these like giant thumps. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's people are like, you know, I always get the backlash, you know, from those those crazy people. It's like teachers are, you know, they don't they don't need more money. They don't need this. Well, let me let me put this into perspective. I have spent more of my money in the last couple months on my classroom that my first three paychecks won't even cover it. Yeah. So like if we wanted to give your child an education with whatever the district or county or however it works in your system does, um, we wouldn't even have pencils. The only supplies my district literally handed to me was three pieces of like poster paper or three packets to like make anchor charts on and two packs of markers. Wow. Other than like the agendas and like one folder, like that's it. So all the pencils and crayons and things, if you don't provide them for your kid, they wouldn't be getting them. So, and I, I have an interesting situation. We have um, our school is the multi-language learner school. So everybody in our district that doesn't speak English or is learning English comes to our school, no matter where they are in our district. And some are coming from very rough homes. Um, some are living in homes with like 20 to 30 different people. And mm -hmm. we have a lot to live in tents. We have a lot to live in hotels and they're coming to try to have an education when they don't have a lot at home. And sometimes this is the only place they have their food. So like, I, they can't afford a new backpack and a bunch of supplies. So like I'm going after school tomorrow, I'll have to see like what I need. And I'm literally going to like buy things. I have a couple of my husband's coworkers that are amazing that want to adopt my kids and Aww. like, tell me what you need. And I'm going to go buy the supplies. Um, and I have some friends too, that have like offered to do that. And I'm like, that's amazing because unfortunately I have a set of students that will be coming and going all year just because they can't help it. Um, it's just wherever their family can find a place. And I mean, I got my class list last week. Well, I've had it, but like really looked at it and I yeah. started with 17 kids. I got an 18th kid before open house after open house, one moved, moved. Yeah. Before um, air quotes there. And then over the weekend, I got an email from my assistant principal saying another student of mine dropped, but then I got a new student and I wow. can probably promise you if I log onto the computer right now, I have another one enrolled. We'll probably get another one or two 
tomorrow and I will probably drop three of them by the end of the week. That's just the reality of an urban school district. It is. And it's, it sucks um, because I want, I don't want to like take the school supplies from them when they leave. Cause I want them to have it to wherever they go next. Right. So they have something to their name, but then I'm also like, okay, now I got to scramble and get a whole new set of something to give to this new student that's coming in. So it's, it's a lot. I mean, you can ask every teacher. We don't do it for the money. Yeah. We really don't. Um, we do it because we love it and we're passionate about it. And I, I, I had subbed for the last two years and I really, really, really missed being in my own setting, my own classroom, my own rules, my own supplies, like my own everything. And yeah, I absolutely love it. That's so exciting though. And to be back in that space that, you know, you've been out of it for so long and you can be back in it and have, have that. That's just yours. Yeah. I, I really, I knew I needed the year off when we moved here. One, just to get used to Delaware and two COVID burnt me out. Yeah. Um, I was teaching and I had will when the pandemic started and I went back online after maternity leave that next year we were, um, we were online and for a while, and then we went back to school and then we were gone. Like we moved after that. So it just, I did not have great admin support where I was. Um, and some of my colleagues were amazing and some of them were not so amazing. And, um, there was just a lot of tox- toxicness yeah. in that environment. And I, it sucked. And then I think I was kind of scared of like what I would find here and not uh, knowing anything. So I started subbing, started talking to the teachers in the district, like, where do you like, um, and the school that I'm at, it's just absolutely amazing. Like my interview itself was talking more about, they don't call them students in the class. They call them scholars. Oh, I love that. It was talking more about the scholars and the closeness of the teachers than like, oh, so um, what kind of assessments can you do with these kids? And what, you know, what, how can you challenge them more? And this, like our admin and our teachers, they're like, look, you need to build connections. If you don't start content on week one, cool. You need to build the connections. You need to love on them. You need to do what you need to do. We don't have to be like, we have to be teaching the curriculum, obviously, but all the third grade teachers don't have to teach the exact same days, like lessons that we're on. We can't be too far off of each other, but we don't have to be right on par with each other because one class has special ed kids. I have majority of the English language learners because I'm specialized in that. And the other two teachers are, I don't want to say this like wrong, like normal, but like they don't have as many uh, modifications to their learning. Um, And they team teach. So like they each teach two subjects and then switch classes. So we're all going to be on different wavelengths because obviously I'm trying to teach English on the top of teaching the curriculum. So I might be behind some days or ahead some days. Our special ed team will be behind some days and ahead some days. And the other group, they may be ahead the whole time. But then they also may be behind if their class just doesn't understand multiplication, which multiplication is a beast. 
It is when you're just learning it. Yeah. I cannot even begin to tell you how many days I struggled through multiplication. <laughs> so Yeah, like it's um I will never forget my we learned it in fourth grade. Like we really got into it in fourth grade when I was in school. And my um my teacher, he taught us how he was supposed to, and then he taught us all the tricks after. It's like um Seven times seven is 49. You only know that because the 49ers were the only team that had two sevens on their team. Oh. Eight times eight is 64. I ate and I ate till I fell on the floor. When I got up, I was 64. <laughs> it's like he's taught us these things and he taught us like the nine trick. Yeah. Like with your fingers. Love like if that. you like count over, it'd be like nine times three is 27. Like look at your fingers. So like, I want to do stuff, fun stuff like that. I mean, I need to teach them how to do it without those tricks so they can test, but it would be kind of cool to say like, yeah, I remember my third grade teacher taught us how to do these tricks. I mean, I still use the, I do too. (laughs) The the finger trick. If I'm not using my calculator to do like (laughs) nine times four, I'll be like, all right, 36. (laughs) I do that all the time. So yeah, this, our school got renovated this year. So we didn't get to start decorating our rooms until literally the day we went back for pre-planning last week. Teachers that were previously there last year didn't get told that they were moving rooms. I don't think the school even knew that they were going to be moving rooms around um, until after the renovation started. Um, so these teachers couldn't move all their stuff or pack it up better. So like the first day of pre-planning, the teacher who had my room before her was still moving stuff out. And it's like, I can't, I'm not going to tell you to hurry up. And, um, like, I, I mean, I'm trying to do my thing without getting in your way. And I know you're trying to hurry up. So you're not in my way. And it was just like a whole bunch of moving all around. I had like a bunch of stuff go wrong with like my borders for my bulletin boards. I ran out of stuff. I had to order more things. We made a lot of Hobby Lobby runs, Target runs. Um, (laughs) It was a hot mess. I think last week I stayed until almost eight o'clock one night getting stuff done just so I could have my four-day weekend. And I I have enough stuff this week to keep me afloat. Um, we, We should be good on busy work, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hit more of like school stuff the next week. Yeah. Well, it's always the first week of school supposed to be like fun, you know, anyways. And supposed to. Yeah. (laughs) My old district was like, you have the first day to do what you need to do and content needs to start on like day two. And then like here we're like, you know, take the week, you know, do whatever. I mean, I'm starting our language arts curriculum this week, but it's like very introductory. So it's not even like really like nitty gritty reading. Um, but like math, they told us not even to start it until September 11th, wow. the second week. Um, our science, well, I haven't even seen the science units yet. Cause I'm apparently locked out of the program and I don't know why. Um, but apparently a lot of people are some, um, but our social studies content this week, literally it says for this week, get to know your classroom. Like so important. I came from what I keep calling like a dictatorship of systems and 
I'm like, wait, wait, I can actually just play games and have fun and just like do. Well, yeah. It says it in the pacing guide that I can just get to know them. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and then science, well, hopefully science will start the next week too. If not, I'm behind. I don't care. Um, which is okay. It's okay. Cause I can make up for it. So literally reading the reading units is the only thing that's like, we're supposed to start this week. Yeah. But it is more like introducing to what the leveled readers are and, um, the books we're going to read and our first unit studies on the magic Treehouse books. So like Aww. getting to know them and, um, and stuff and start reading them. And then like next week we'll get into more of it and also like testing their reading levels and stuff and seeing like where they are. Yeah. It's wow. coming together. It's coming together. It's going to be exciting. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen Shelby's room yet, go <laughs> check it out. Cause it's adorable. Like oh. I love it. I've shown, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I have shared reels the last couple weeks of basically my decorating, like just bringing it together and everything. And I have shown little bits of like what it looks like here and there, but the full reveal is coming on my first day of school, which I know this will be released probably a lot later, but you can go back and check it out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) September 5th. (laughs) Yeah. Go back. Um, and you can see it. I also have a highlight reel, um, on my Instagram that says teaching and you can like literally just like go through all those too. Um, but actually Gracie, you were a part of my first day of school, um, stuff, all those wonderful crayons that you sent me. I had plenty of them to put a pack on every student's table. So when they come in in the morning, they have their morning work, which is a coloring sheet of like, welcome to third grade and a pack of those crayons that are on all their desks that they can color with. Cause I, and we're going through supplies tomorrow, but I ain't going through everything yet. Yeah. Or trying to battle it. I don't have crayons. Okay. Well now you do. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad they're going to good use. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. And I'm glad. And I actually have to switch out two of them because I said I lost a student already this weekend and gained one. So I have to like switch more name tags out and yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. The fun chaos of it all. (laughs) It is. And even if it wasn't like the situation I'm in with my students, it's normal anyways, because as funny as it sounds, parents don't realize they have to like pre-register their kids for school. Right. So they come the first day of school expecting their child just to be like put into a classroom. Yeah. But there's like a a lot of, no, there's like a lot of paperwork you have to provide. Like you have to provide your license of where you live, a bill from where you live, um, all this stuff to like prove that you live in the school that you're like district for the school you're going to. And you can't just like pick which school you want to go to. Unless you and, live in Florida, we have a completely open district. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice to know. If you want to drive your kids from, you know, where we live in Southwest Florida, Cape Coral area, all the way two hours east to Miami for school every day. Have at it go for you. <laughs> Good for you. That's no, no, thank you. But anyway, that's not how most states run. <laughs> we, um, yeah, my old County was, you were able to like apply, but it was more like, that's how we are here. Like teacher kids. So like if my, if we still live there, I lived out of my district where mm-hmm. I taught in. 
but I could apply for my kids to come to my school because I taught there rather than go somewhere else. Here, can't even do that. So we, you know, in Ohio, we went to the school that we were like, you know, assigned to. Yeah. And then in Texas, we went on base. And mm-hmm. then it was it was a Dodea school. And then when we moved here, I was going into seventh grade. My sister was going into sixth grade. So we were looking at middle schools. My mom had six different options of where to send us for middle school. Because wow. any school in the district, you apply and you pick your top three schools, you rank them. And if you don't get in the first one, if they don't have an open seat, They'll send you to the next one. Same thing all the way down. All so the what way happens down your if list. y'all go to two different schools? Um, we decided to do virtual school, so I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> I just thought about that. What happens if like you get a spot and then your sister doesn't get a spot and they have to go right. to the next school? Like, are you going to two different middle schools? Like, that's crazy. That's probably what I would think. But even like bus situations is ridiculous because if you live out on Sanibel, which is one of the islands... They will come pick you up because you're in the district, but they may pick you up at 5 a.m. and school doesn't start until like 7. Yeah, we have some of those. Um, We actually, something really cool our school did for our first day pre-planning. We had like our welcome back breakfast and meeting and then they all put us on buses. I saw that. (laughs) I loved that. um, They drove us around. To every neighborhood one of our scholars lives in. Mm-hmm. So we saw, which puts a lot into perspective of like we drove through what looked like a tornado just went through a trailer park kind of thing. Cause it was just like really run down, broken houses, houses with tarps over them. People were living there. I mean, the kids were running out of the houses, like going, wait, is the school bus here? Like, right. <laughs> um, and and I could hear the teachers go, oh, yeah, that's where so-and-so lives. That's where they live. And that's where that lives. And, um, and then we'd go and like to this next neighborhood and it was beautiful, like middle upper-class families. And I'm like, wow. Like, like I knew my old schools, we had a lot of diversity. Like I didn't have a kid that lived in a hotel. I didn't know a kid that lived in a one bedroom apartment and he slept on a mattress by his parents' bed. Like I had some of those, but I never like I grew up one way in one house my whole life. Like we weren't rich, but we weren't poor. And I guess I couldn't really like my head couldn't really like put that into a picture and think, yeah, that could be really, because like, on the other hand, I had a rapper's kid in my class, like at one point, like, wow, (laughs) like this thing. But then like, I'm driving around physically seeing these homes going, whoa, like that's, that's, that's a bigger, bigger picture crazy yeah it really paints it in perspective yeah so it's gonna be a crazy year and um I am going to document as much of it as I can so we should um, all go follow Shelby (laughs) (laughs) if you want to follow me at mom life military wife um I will be posting a lot of stuff there I had um told the people I that follow me now I'm like yeah, I'm not going to like leave the military life like completely. Like we're going to still showcase stuff. I'm still going to talk about it. You're obviously still part of a military family. Yeah. Like we still live on the military base. We still yeah. have wonderful housing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but 
I'm also going to showcase a lot of my teacher side too. So, and build a whole new community as well. So I'll have a little bit of it all. Yeah. Um, And then of course my adventures I do with my kids because we're going to have a lot of them planned the next, well, at least every weekend this month is filled with something. And by the end of September, I have a really big surprise that I'm not telling anybody that we're doing. Like literally only three people know. Wow. And there's going to be a lot of disappointed people if they don't um, partake in the events. (laughs) Let's just say that. (laughs) Well, I guess that'll be a stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's nothing about us moving or anything. Cause we're not leaving here. Um, and yeah, but it's, I'm excited. Yay. It's well, also really hard to keep a secret, but, um, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about this podcast. I've oh. been on it before, so I know all of that. You have. You're one of my but, um, early VIP guests. And probably a longest episode to date. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> it was good conversation. I was. Um, but next time we have to do a two-parter. Uh, exactly. <laughs> which I don't even know how long this one's going. So uh, that's going to be an interesting. Sorry, Dad. I'll see how it goes. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I had battled this in my head for a while. Um, if you've been on my Instagram and you know, I am a huge advocate for small businesses and just people doing amazing things. And I will share as much as I can on my stories. I will comment on people's stuff. I will showcase things. I love to shop small. Um, every time I go to a craft fair, I'm showing you guys what I buy, not just to say, look at the haul I have, um, whatever. But like, hey, look at these cool things that you can actually order yourself and have them shipped to you. So like um, my candles from my girl, Krista, Kent County Candles, the spices that I use with short smoke seasonings, um, even just like vendors that I find, like you can still support small businesses this way. Um, I'm a huge advocate for Spousely, which is the latest episode that we, I aired on my podcast I love um, it. I listened this morning. <laughs> I love her. I love Monica so much. And I love what she's doing with Spousely. Uh, if you don't know what Spousely is, it's basically, I think personally, the better version of Etsy. Yeah. Um, and it's for military and first responder families <clears throat> that have a talent and want to showcase it. So um, you can get anything from like jewelry to woodworking to t-shirts to cookies to like like resources you need is like, if you need a virtual assistant, you need lawyer advice, you need, you know, different things. Like you can get those stuff on there too. Um, people that make designs, like if you need logos and stuff. So, um, I'm a huge advocate for it all. And I can talk all the time about in my stories, like, Hey, look at this product. This person is like really cool and has this stuff. And but I know their stories because I talk to them and I learn about them, but it's really hard for me in the minute we have on a story to like really share somebody's story. And I mean, I could blow up my stories for 30 minutes and do something and I can share a post about it. But when I'm hearing the people's stories from their mouth, 
I am more compelled to want to support. It's more impactful that way. It is. And like Krista, she makes candles. A lot of people make candles, but she's done the research behind it to find out what are in the candles that you buy from like Target and how they can potentially burn down your house. Yeah. I still buy them and I know she kicks me every time I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but she puts things in hers that are like, if you left for the house for the day, you wouldn't have to worry right. about it burning down your house. Like if you forgot to blow it out um, and they're safe for you, which you never think about your own skin and your own safety with a candle. You're just like, oh, it smells good. But like it can impact your personal environment. And it's like, oh, well, <laughs> I need to think about that. So learning about these things. Um, I wanted a platform that I can be able to say, like, I want you to tell me your story. I want you to tell me what you bring to this world because there's people that have amazing products and there's people that have amazing resources. Like you are an amazing resource for children and giving spouses a voice and, um, the amazing website that you're building and the blog stuff. Like it's, everything is going, people, whether military or civilian can find something to use on there. And that's kind of another thing. Like I want to bring the two worlds together because now I'm really diving You're into in both, both worlds. Ones. Yeah. Ah. I'm in the civilian side as a teacher and I'm in the military side with my husband. And, you know, not everybody I interview is military related. So I'm just support the military. Um, and, but everybody has to cook. Why not use a seasoning that's made from a small business that he literally quit his job for? Um, Or you like unique jewelry or notebooks or stickers or things. I got this really cool girl that's all about positivity and literally can bring a smile to your face every time you look at her Instagram. And, you know, like just everything. And I have so many people I'm planning to talk to, but then also during it, like I'm showcasing what's going on in our world. Pratt and I did a, um, an episode recently on his promotion and what it means to promote in the military and why you can't just get your promotion when you have it, like a normal person that says, Hey, you got a promotion. Your pay raise happens like that. No, we have to wait anywhere between a day to a year (laughs) for, for a promotion. And, you know, I understand why they don't want to just give 9,000 people a promotion when we don't even have money to PCS people. Um, mind blowing, (laughs) (laughs) but people don't understand that. And so like, there are episodes in there that we're just kind of like talking about our life. I did one recently about the chaos of getting this whole thing started with teaching. And, um, and there's sometimes I'm gonna have to have a break with that. I got an episode coming this month about thyroid cancer because I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah. And the way that I found out about my cancer is different than, um, a friend of mine. I have a friend. We literally met at new teacher orientation two weeks ago, found out we both had thyroid cancer. We both had our thyroid surgically removed and now we're best friends. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she found about trauma hers. brings people together. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we keep telling each other we're trauma bonded, that we're trauma besties now. That's and like we, for real, we matching t-shirts. <laughs> Now, like she ordered us matching t-shirts and, um, like, like those little things, like, um, thyroid cancer is a very tricky thing because it's no, but doesn't look the same. 
Right. Um, my friend has certain symptoms and side effects from hers versus another friend that I have here that has thyroid issues. That's the same thing. Like they have, she struggles with X, Y, and Z, and I struggle with this set of things. Um, and a lot of people just don't understand that. And unfortunately that's when like online bullying happens, which I have found during this of like my weight loss journey is like, Oh, you're not really actually losing weight. Like, Oh, you're not, he doesn't look like you're trying hard enough, but I have to try 10 times more than the average person because I don't have a metabolism without my thyroid. I, my thyroid levels and how fluctuated they are, they sometimes make me gain weight and sometimes say, you know what, you're not losing any weight. I don't care what you do. I could starve myself and not lose the weight that I want to lose. Like, and it's like, so these, the online bullies and the, you know, the people that want to try to be like telling me like, you need to try this and you need to do it this way. Like I can't. Right. Like I get those DMS all the time of like, have you tried this, um, certain supplement or these things? And I'm like, I can't like, there's it's just a not lot of things. Work. No. And, um, and I try to politely say, look, I just, I, I work with my doctor and trying the best things that we can to support myself. Um, and a lot of times all those supplements screw with my thyroid and I can't do it. Right. Um, because of my thyroid birth controls, you know, I can't really take a lot of hormonal birth controls because they deal with your hormones. Um, and that's me personally. Um, so showcasing a lot of that, but also just, you know, having fun chats with people. Um, I have, and it is fun. It It is is fun. (laughs) (laughs) We have fun. Um, I throw a little wrench at everybody's life at the end of it, which, um, you cheated on, I do this like just forget about that. No, no. I do this little five (laughs) rapid question at the end, and it's like just random stuff. Like whatever. Honestly, I don't write them until I'm about to jump on Zoom with these people. Yeah, and like I write it like something quick that I'm thinking about. Try to do something related to them as whatever they product or resource thing they do, and then I have um one uh like just random like could be. Disney character or something. And Grace is over here, like cheating the system and adding like <laughs> extra things to her. And I'm like, uh, no, ma'am. I think it was like favorite food. And you pick like three or four of them. And I'm like, Gracie, Probably. I said one, one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on and on about all these different ones. One, Gracie. <laughs> I'll be better next time. <laughs> Not if you keep saying that um, those two Alabama words. <laughs> you mean there roll won't tide? Be, there won't be a next time. You mean roll tide? <laughs> Go dogs! Go dogs! Uh, oh my gosh! There's just uh, there's a lot going on in in my realm and um, showcasing as much as I can with the people that follow me, um, and still doing my best to support everybody else and the stuff that they're doing and, um, and being a mother and being a wife and being a daughter and a sister and a um, friend. Yeah. And a key spouse and 
everything working with my squadron and yeah, just, just everything. And I have learned a lot this year to say no and when to say no, and that it's okay to say no. Um, but I also like to stay busy. So I don't mind saying yes to some things. (laughs) Right. And I think there's a, there's always that good balance of what you can handle, what's important. Yeah. And then, uh, what's just, not not gonna happen what's not feasible and those are the things so it's like no sorry yeah and it and it's um that was my I do a word a year like what is the word that you want to work on for the year and this year was me yeah it used to be like stuff like um routine like I really want to establish a good routine I've had one year and um productivity like being very proactive and things um I've had organization is one of my words and a lot of it I've worked really hard and it's made me a better person today because like, I'm really organized. I'm structured with schedules and I'm okay to like, I think let go. I'm turned into one word. Uh, I just put a hyphen with it <laughs> My one word one year because I was getting upset with like, okay, I can't let that go when something changed. But now I'm like, oh, cool. Like yesterday, my, my stuff was thrown away. Uh, I couldn't really like do what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. cause my husband had to go to work, but I also wanted to be lazy. Um, <laughs> I thought that got, was just our secret. <laughs> oh, no, edit it out. Edit it out. Um, <laughs> but like my husband got called in for work. So, um, instead of both of us taking care of the kids so I can do some stuff and he can do some stuff, I had to do it, um, yeah. which is fine, but I had to learn to let go. And then this year was me to really work on my self image of like how I look at myself, uh, my energy levels, what I actually want to give my time to. Um, And because I had a lot of um, time robbers or just using my time and efforts and not giving back or even appreciating what I was doing. So I had to say no to some people and I had to just kind of like let go. So I don't know what next year will be. We'll see what I'm struggling with by the end of this year. <laughs> There'll be a podcast episode on it. Basically. Cause I mean, I, I love showcasing the word for the year and um, it kind of so helps fun to me. Do. It is so fun. There's, there's a podcast I listen to and they do instead of new year's resolutions, they do October solutions. Oh, so they set like three to four, resolutions in October yeah, and work on them in October, November, and December. And by January, you're in that routine. I love that. So when January rolls around, you're like, okay, these were the ones I wanted. I'm sticking with them for this year. You would have already been in a good habit and you would actually successfully keep them. I think this is actually airing on the last Thursday of September. So that's like October, like, okay. Get October October Lucians. Lucians. So literally what they do is they pick like, bef- they, they'll, they kind of change it up every year. Like one year they've done like something really hard, like by the end of next year, I want to run a 5k or, yeah. you know, a 10, you know, marathon, whatever. Um, but it could also be like, I really just want to read three books. Like I, I hate reading. I do like, I'm going to say that I hate it, but like, I want to read like three books or, um, I want to get 10,000 steps a day, or I want to keep a consistent diet or workout or, um, meditate more or 
put in time for myself every day. Like just whatever it is that you want. And what they would do is they'd write it on a piece of paper and put it in an envelope and tuck it away somewhere. And then they would put it on like sticky notes and stick it to like their mirrors to remind themselves, okay, every day, this is what I'm working towards. And the first couple of months, if you fail, cool, it's fine. You haven't started January yet, but if you succeeded, you're getting there. And then by January rolls around, you're like, all right, I'm taking those off my, my reminders off. I should know what I'm doing and continue it. And they said about like six months into the year. So sometime in June, they pull those envelopes out and see how their progress is, but they started early. So those first three months you were able to fail. You were able to try again. You were able to kind of tweak things. So by the time January comes, you were ready to go. Wow. That's so powerful. Cause it's like that first week of January, the first like even two weeks, there's so much pressure. Yeah, You have this hype of like, this is going to be a great year. All these things are happening. And then that pressure and that yeah. kind of tired and laziness kicks in. And well, January is also a very long month for some reason. Like yeah, everybody is broke because they spent all their money at Christmas. Um, nobody wants to go out to eat unless they have gift cards from Christmas. Like it's a downhill spiral for small businesses because right. again, Christmas, Christmas um, is gone. for restaurants, nobody has the money to go out anymore. I used to work in the restaurant business. I would like January sucked. Yeah. Um, and for me, like, I just feel like by the time we get to the last day of January, I felt like we've already been in it for four, four months. <laughs> right. Like it's just so long and no, I don't want to do anything by then. I don't, I'm like ready to give up. So if you've already been in the habit and the routine of it, then you're never going to be telling yourself, I'm just going to give up. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, think of like at least two things that you want to work on for the new year for 2024 and start them October 1st. Perfect. I'm I was be- just going to say, what advice would you give? But <laughs> <There you go. laughs> you're ahead So Gracie, on October 1st, <laughs> I'm going to ask you what your October Lutions are. Yeah. I'll start thinking now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. I'm like, oh God, that is coming next month. Like I need to figure out what I want to do to like for the next year. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, good place to start and a good way to get ahead though. So yeah. I'll be thinking. I expect to see a little poll on your Instagram stories. <laughs> and you better be the first one to write in it. <laughs> I will, because hopefully I'll be awake by the time you post it. <laughs> I know a majority of my posting happens at like, um, I get up at five and I'm downstairs drinking coffee between five and six. And that's when I like, I do all my like, what the holiday of the day is and my yeah. like, daily list and like this week I'm doing a giveaway. Like most of my podcasts, I have giveaways. So I have post those. They're already there in the morning. And then I get ready and leave. And then I'm sometimes I ghost Instagram for a little while. <laughs> and then I jump back on. So um, it depends on the work day. But yeah, so it's always between 5 and 6 a.m. Eastern time. You can get the most content out of me. And then from <laughs> 5 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, you can get more content. <laughs> Yay! 
Unless it's a weekend, then it's like I blew up my Instagram this weekend. So for real. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if you guys have not gotten the gist of it already, go follow Shelby over at Mom Life Military Wife on Instagram and listen to her podcast with the same title, Mom Life Military Wife. Um, you can listen what everywhere? Pretty much everywhere. So Listen, you're missing out if you're not. <laughs> you're missing out on some really cool people. Um, and I know this girl like that lives in Florida that has her own like website now and is totally like something over there. Her name is Gracie. She was on it. Um, I was just gonna say I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are some like really cool stories that are already up there, and I have some. I know you and I are recording this in, at Labor Day, but. Um, some really cool people that are coming this month and into October, including like a world-renowned author that I'm interviewing this week who, um, we became friends because of the military, but she is like literally a huge author in the baby mama world. So, um, if you've ever been pregnant or have kids, you have probably heard about her book and I'm so freaking excited. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. no, I love that. And <laughs> I mean, congratulations to all the chaos happening, but thanks. it'll be worth afloat. it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think this is sign off until next podcast episode. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll need a recap on mine of you and then I'll need a recap of me on yours. It'll just bounce back and forth. (laughs) It will. will. Thank you for having me again. Uh, Thank you for being on again, like always. Thank you for listening to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Gracewood Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, GoAMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at Gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.